guys. Welcome to episode 55 of the Super Mega Podcast. Very special guest today. You know him. His name is Aaron Hansen. Say hi, Aaron. Why? All right. Oh, well. Well, I'm Matt Watson, here with Ryan McGee. That's me. And uh, we're going to talk about a lot of fun stuff today. What are, you, what, what are we talking about? For instance, we're going to talk about, uh, okay, where's your favorite place to get a good old sub sandwich? Mm. A good old sub sandwich? Quiznos, Subway, Firehouse Subs, there's a bunch of choices. Which is your favorite? We had a place that l- we lived to really close to us that was called Crispy Deli. Crispy? That doesn't sound appetizing. It, wait, in f- was this in Florida? No, it was by our old house okay. before, when we, before we moved. And uh, it, they, they served uh, submarine sandwiches and broasted chicken, and that was it. What's broasted? Broasted? What's broasted mean? I think it's like it's like a broasted chicken. When, when, that sounds uh, like a Steve Brule thing. It's like with it's like it's <laughs> broasted like, chicken. It's like it's like fire in an oven. Like there's like a fire element to an oven. It's like broiled. I don't fucking know. I don't even know what broiling is. Yeah, it's like boiling, baking, cooking. Some shit, <laughs> My favorite place is there's a place in uh in Glendale called a. Uh, Big tummy submarine sandwich. Oh <laughs> shit! It's fucking dude. And uh, we we've joked that that place is like a front for money laundering. We passed it one time. There's like, no way that like anyone would eat there. And we walked by it. It it was like midnight, and the door front doors were open, and everything was like wrapped up in like uh like plastic covering. And there's just a bunch of like Armenian dudes and like wife beaters standing around. Like they all looked out the door and stared at us. I was like something shady is going on in there. It's like, <laughs> They're getting their big tummies full. <laughs> It looks like some place where they're like, like the Armenian mob is like laundering money through. Well, my wait, th- this place I went to, Crispy Deli, it was great because it was like this one guy and he owned it, and I guess his son worked there too. But like, th- so there was like this bar where you could eat at next to the the counter. It was super tiny hole in the wall place, and the bar was always covered in in like newspaper because he would just sit there when it was slow and read the newspaper. And he had this stack of cookies that he would just like work on for days. Like he would just eat like a half a one. Wait, okay, a day. I was expecting like three or four like cookies. You're telling he had the days no, worth of a stack. No, of cookies. it was like some weird like Belgian cookie that g- comes in like a tube, and he would just like peel it down like a like Dude, spree. Is it the red stuff? Does and it have like chocolate cream in the middle? No, it was oh. just like a shortbread cookie. But every time I go in there, it would be like at varying heights. Because he always had one that he was like working on, and whatever fucking newspaper or something, and it was just it was just covered like you couldn't eat at that bar that was made for people to eat at because he would use it for his uses. That's the man's newspaper bar. But man, he made a good fucking. Su- and then one day I went in there. We we ate there almost every day. And then one day I went in there, and uh, he was like, "Hey, my friend," and I was like, "Yeah, man, yeah." And he's like, "You come here a lot." You, you are a friend. And I was like, cool. And then he handed me this little box and I was like, okay. And then I opened it up and it was like, it was like a little flashlight keychain with like, <laughs> with like crispy deli Wait, on it. what? <laughs> yeah. He gave you a present? <laughs> yeah. That's so lucky. That's so like, nice. I was like, like, whoa, dude, thank you. <laughs> That's like a completely different sentiment from like, like I'll just give you a free sandwich. It's I mean, like, I got this little flashlight keychain for you. That's so lucky. Here, promote my store. Thank you. <laughs> it's like, yeah, I come in here to, to, to light up my home. I come here to fucking... Yeah, my, my power's been out for a couple weeks now. This is just what I needed. Thank you. You think if I was like, no, instead, give me one of your cookies. He'd be like, no. No. My, my last interaction with an Armenian man was some... <laughs> Was some guy in an Uber talking about I how know he, he's Armenian. I think he was like Ger- like Russian or German or something. They're all the same thing. Whatever. <laughs> Russian Armenian. Um, and he was talking about how like he hates the homeless people. Like hates them a lot. Uh-huh. And he didn't say the word genocide, but he strongly implied there should be some sort of cleansing in Glendale specifically. <laughs> that was the last conversation I had Whoa, with dude. an Armenian. Well, man. But then we'd have no Ming if uh, Ming. that happened, which I would I would not be happy about. Yeah. I, I love her. Down. You you, love do Ming? you know who Ming is? I don't know who Ming is. She, Ming is uh she's one of the main characters on our podcast we talk about every week. She's a she's a homeless woman that we know who's um For real? Yeah, she's really wild. One time she threw a bottle cup up in the air, it landed on my head. It was fun. Uh there's another time where she tried to talk to me, but she only spoke in song lyrics that didn't exist. Now does she remember you? Does she know you? She she knows me in terms of like she Can you see it on her face? Yeah, she used to she knows me as the guy who bums her cigarettes. And okay. Then I don't think she knows me. I drove by one time and I went hi, and she called me a bad word and flipped me off. So where, is she like where you guys live? Yeah, she's like right behind. <laughs> she where just we hangs live. out by next to where we live, like nonstop. So she's you- always there. <laughs> and in the middle of the night, she'll like she'll wake me up because she'll scream outside my window, <laughs> and she'll 
she like one night she had a Gatorade bottle and she was <laughs> screaming like like you can't understand what she's screaming. She's walking by just like smacking all the windows of Gatorade <laughs> bottles and just yelling. And she'll go dance in the street and the cops will come and she'll just, chase like, cars shoot. sometimes. Yeah, like a dog. All like right, wild move dog. along. Yeah. That's what they did. They just were like, go. Get. Is, is her name actually Ming or is that just what you no, call her? No, that's her name. We used to call her the witch because it looked like she was... <laughs> It looked like she was casting spells in the alleyway. Because <laughs> she'd scream up at the sky and, like, do, like, large oh, hand stuff. gestures. <laughs> so it was like she... Closest thing we compared to was a witch. Have you ever asked her about her life? I've tried to talk to her. It didn't go well. She, she like... She talked I, Nickelback, I, you, didn't she? she? She talked about Nickelback. She also talked about how she likes to hacky sack. But then I was like, oh, cool. She's like, do you skate, bud? I'm like, uh, No. <laughs> Does she, Do give a dog a, she give a dog a bone? <laughs> Nickelback hacky sack. <laughs> she toasted Ryan to a burnt crisp of ashes with her fire spells. What's like the? I'm trying to think of like the worst thing like I've seen her do. She puts like glass bottles in the street and like hides and waits for cars to like crush them. <laughs> What if she was just a YouTuber, dude? Like, you don't know. She's like one of those, like, crushing videos. Like, she just... Oh, dude. It's a new take on the hydraulic press. No, FoosyTube went homeless. Really? But he wore, like, a bunch of, On purpose. Oh, wow. He went homeless to, like, be like, I realized I wasn't happy with... I had so much money, so many cars, and and wonderful clothes, but I gave it all up to be homeless. So that's his new thing. That's that's as far as I had so much money, and, and I was banging so many hot chicks, and my house was awesome, and, and all my friends were successful. That's all it was. The whole video was him bragging and being like, so I'm homeless now. <laughs> but I was making, I was making like... By my own videos. volition, yeah. by the way. It's totally by my own volition. I know these people <laughs> anyway, don't have a all choice. My, all I do. <laughs> I choose to be homeless. For a day. No, that's what the guy said. Sorry, you just like sparked the... The Armenian guy's like, he, they choose to be homeless. I was like, what? Yeah, they choose. They live that lifestyle. They love it. They like it. But I don't like it. I'm like, okay. <laughs> Do you remember? Yeah. Uh, Ryan and I got into an Uber with this Armenian guy. <laughs> and, and he started, like, talking to us. The first thing he said, like, we get in the car and this, like, woman walks by. Um, she large barrel-chested woman. Uh-huh. And he's like, oh, she got the high beams on. I was like, huh? And he's like, the high beams. And he pointed. I was like, oh, <laughs> Yeah. And I just kind of like awkwardly laugh along, and the whole drive, he started talking about really sexual stuff. And he was women, like, they talk, they talk, but they fuck. Yeah, he was just he was like, <laughs> he was like, man, you know, I the smartphone is the greatest invention, man, because you got, you know, girls in real life, they they talk and they get up in your face and argue, and you gotta buy them shoes, but with the smartphone, you got them on a screen, you got millions of them, and you get weird shit, like you get women with dicks, and I was like, all right, <laughs> and Ryan was just like, yes, yeah, sex. <laughs> There's a whole video recording, like audio yeah. recording. Uh, Ryan was like, oh, sex, yes. And the guy was like, yeah. You like, get that, man. Like, dudes will... I was in a Best Buy once, and I just, like, bought American Psycho on DVD. And, and this guy was like, hey, what, was that, is that a good movie? And I was like, oh, yeah, man, I love this movie. That's why I'm buying it. And he's like, oh, yeah, this, what's what's the sound quality like on that? And I'm like, I don't know, man. I guess it's, you know, it's, maybe it's, I don't know. I'll check out the back. Oh, it's, it says it's uncompressed. That's cool. And say, like, yeah, man, that's cool. That's cool, man. Check out the tits on that girl. That's <laughs> the weirdest like, shit, like, dude. What? Like, it's not, we're not. How is that like the number one thing to go to? Yeah. Oh, man. How about the vagina, dude? <laughs> nice. It's I like, wish I could see her vagina. <laughs> but the, I can't. It's like. <laughs> sad and miserable. Damn it. It's always like so. <laughs> <laughs> it's so uncomfortable. Darn my lucky stars. <laughs> when, when guys like try to, like, when guys I don't even know try to talk like sexual stuff, it's like, yeah, dude, let's open up about our sexuality. Yeah, like, man. Man, look at her breasts. I just, like, <laughs> yeah, dude. You know, like in the movies, he's like, dude, did you get to have sex with her? Yeah, dude. I wish it was just like, dude, did you have sex with her? Yes. Oh, imagine me. You should just like completely gross somebody out and just be like, you know, it's like, check out the tits. I'd just be like, man, I'd like to stick my 12 inch cock between those, those bazongas and just, and just in and out and in and then go to like, to like spin it. And just just imagine me naked fucking that woman, like just really make it super uncomfortable for the guy. I thought we were talking about sex though. Yeah, it's like what? What the hell? This is what guys talk about. I remember uh, what dudes talk when about. I was in like bros. eighth or ninth grade. Um, my friend's dad took me and my friend to Hooters for some reason. <laughs> I remember he was like, he kept leaning over me. He was like, "What do you think about the rack on her?" And I was just like, <laughs> "Uh, 
you know, it was really uncomfortable. <laughs> it could probably hold a lot of spices. <laughs> <laughs> and then, uh, like, none of the food at Hooters looked good. Like, it all looks like shit. And I, I didn't want anything. I've eaten there, like, once. It's bad. It's not that good. Cause people don't go there for the food. I was brought there by uh, my stepdad, by the way. Big surprise, right? Yeah, big surprise. Big surprise. Big gym surprise. It's a big, big old gym surprise. <laughs> is, um, he a, is he a jerk? He's, uh... He's like I, Hank Hill. Yeah. I wouldn't... No, he's not a jerk. I'm gonna take you to the Hooters. <laughs> he, he's, he's, he's like... I'm gonna he, give you a little kid he is like He is like Hank Hill. Ryan's Bobby and his stepdad is Hank Hill. <laughs> hey, Dad. <laughs> Daddy, I wanna see the boobies. But I, I just remember, like... I, like I, I was, I was looking at the menu. I'm like, that ah, shit looks nasty. And my friend was like, I'm just gonna get the patty Melrose. I was like, yeah, I'll get the same thing. My friend's dad was like, Matt, you can't get the same thing as him. That's gay. I was just like, <laughs> I was like, all right. Wait, an adult figure in your life said you can't get the same thing. That's gay. <laughs> yes. So like, how long after that were you like traumatized to getting the same thing as somebody else? Ne- never. I thought because I was stupid right then. I was like. Like, I always, I usually get the same thing as friends, because, like, if I go and I can't decide what I want, and my friends get something, I'm like, ah, I trust your judgment, that's probably good, so I get the same thing. Probably has a lot of trauma, because, like, all the friends in his life have come out to him in that way. Like, they get the same food. <laughs> yeah, like, I noticed. Well, why'd get you get the same, the same food? food? I'm gay, and I want to suck your dick. Whoa. Oh, 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 no. My son's going to turn out this way. <laughs> no. I'm going to teach my son. <laughs> <laughs> oh, but for real, like, that's a thing, like, if you order the same food as... One of your guy friends. If you sit next gay. to someone at a movie really? theater, you're gay. If you uh, sit next to another guy in the hot tub, you're gay. Yeah, that that's another one. Can't do um, that. Cool. You always got to put in mind. The, yeah, you got to put a uh, at least two seats between you and a guy friend at the movie theater. God, I guess I'm gay then because I've I've gotten like I've gotten like a double whopper at the same time as a friend got a double whopper. Got like a blowjob from my guy friend. Yeah. No, that's it's yeah. the food thing. Yeah, the food thing <laughs> was definitely. I got Ryan a book a while back. I got Ryan a blowjob. Got him a fresh beige, dude. I got him a book a while back called uh, Not Gay, uh, and it's about how straight friends can have gay sex and be still straight. (laughs) I I read a little bit of it, too. I got it, like, as a joke book because I couldn't believe it was real. It's an entire, like, novel about how straight men can have gay sex and be straight men and not gay at all. Because they're not gay. They're just, they're just fucking they just want to come it's just a physical act there's nothing emotional or attractive about it they just want to come but like so use your friend's asshole if you don't have anything else like your hand is that what the book said essentially that's the theme of the book can i have this book of course (laughs) that sounds like the funniest thing i've ever read the cover is like two shirtless men holding hands that's not gay in big letters wow i was thinking you know you got books for everyone at the the only the only indicator of that you're gay is if you can if you're sexually attracted to men, <laughs> you don't have nothing to, be, to do with romance Aaron, or anything. Aaron, you don't have to be sexually attracted. You just need to look at their orifice as a way for you to come. It's not gay. It's not gay. It's not gay. It's not, gay, it's dude. not gay, dude. Right. Get get everyone a copy of that at the office. We should try to like you, me, and Ryan should try to push that really hard on Ross and Brent and <laughs> Barry and everyone and see how they take it. Do you think they like <laughs> as really they're fucking? It. No, just, really, not please, gay, not please, gay, not gay, not gay, not gay, not gay. That's the sound of the cock slide. But who even cares? Who even gives a shit? I don't know. Like, if you're getting off on your on your guy friend, like, who cares if you're gay or not? Just do it. But, but at that point, don't you think you're a little past the like? Oh, I don't want people to think I'm gay if I'm fucking this dude. Yeah. Like, people are. I'm people... gonna tell everyone that I <laughs> fucked my best friend. But, it's but not I will gay. make sure they know I'm not gay. <laughs> we should. Uh, I bet we could convince Brent to get into that, but no one else does. But we convince Brent. To do it. <laughs> And then we're like, prank to Brent, and he's like, I've been having gay sex, what do you mean? <laughs> Guys, I've been going out and finding men to fuck. <laughs> Brent, we were joking around, but, dude, that but book I'm was not, a joke. But I'm not gay. Yeah, no, no, you're not gay. I read the book and everything, what the fuck, guys? Brent, you actually read the book? Yes! <laughs> I also got Ryan a copy and of- And then I fucked uh, the dude, back to Brent! <laughs> I, uh, I gave Ryan a copy of Shane Dawson's book. And uh, I signed it from Shane Dawson and gave it to him. I thought I thought he signed it. For me. <laughs> I'm like, I'm like, wait. Do you think did Shane Dawson really sign this book? One day he opened. It, he was like, wait, what's this? And it was like, I went on Wikipedia. I went on something. I got Shane Dawson's signature. I tried to imitate it with a pen. Or I was like, dude, did he sign this? It was like, thanks for the support, Shane. <laughs> And then he had a Bill Nye book, and I also signed that one from Bill Nye in the back. But I don't think you ever even saw that one. No, that's like that's molded by now. Yeah, it got left down the rain for like two months. What a good book that was! Wow, it was signed by Bill Nye is a real signed copy. Have you ever had a book signed, Aaron? 
By a famous uh, person? Yeah, I got I got an art book signed by uh, Yo Yoshinari and oh, uh, awesome. Imaishi. Yeah, it was an art book by them. I got mm. an art book signed by uh, James Gurney, the guy that made Dinotopia. Oh, really? Yeah, my dad My dad uh, was like friends with him. It's like from... legendary. Yeah, that's awesome. He got me a little signed poster and everything. Yeah, well, uh, I got an autograph uh, by Penn & Teller, so. Do you really? Yeah. That's so, a lie. Uh, they give those out for no, free I'll... after every show. Stop. Aaron. They, they have like a meet and greet where you can just Stop. come up and take pictures Aaron. of them for free. After every Matt, show, they don't. You just pay admission Matt, and you just Aaron, see them outside. Stay out of this, Matt. I promise. Like you literally, you they, can't they miss them me. when you walk out. They're right there after the show, and they meet every fan. I got a signed copy of the Bible. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> signed by my friend George. <laughs> <laughs> Dad signed it when I was born. I got a, uh, I got a signed copy of Sneaky Steve though. <laughs> Dude, I have like. I think I have two copies of Stinky Steve, and then I Stinky Steve, the Minecraft book, which I have read. <laughs> okay, <laughs> I've read. Wait, wait. Is it one of those books that's like unofficial yeah. Minecraft book? And it's like forty pages. I read the whole thing in about fifteen minutes. It was terrible. <laughs> Damn. And also, uh, I we have like twenty or twenty about twenty Minecraft fan fiction books because people mail them to us. I have about five copies of Hero Brian Goes to School. <laughs> if you want one, yeah, I'd love it. I can bring it. Do in you for think you. if? Like, the three of us all co-authored a Minecraft, like, 40-page novel. If we could get it published. Is that possible? Yes, That's absolutely. easy money. We, could, we should totally do that. Let's do it. Why wouldn't we do that? It's do so it. easy. Like, if, if these guys can do it and go by, like, a like a, a pseudonym, then we could easily do it. Go by our real names. I'll put my real name on a Minecraft fanfiction. I'll fiction. put my real name on a Minecraft fanfiction. I'll do it. Let's, do, let's Seriously, let's write a book together. Let's write a f- Minecraft fanfiction together and get it published. And the moment it's in Barnes & Noble, we do... A meet and greet and sign all the yeah, like sign a signing the yeah. at, the, at the Glendale Barnes and Noble. Do you think if we actually pushed it the best we could, we can make it a New York Times bestseller? Because it's apparently uh, it's, not hard it, to it's get. It's not a, difficult to be. If a New we York can Times make bestseller. that a New York Times bestseller, that'll be like Our the Minecraft greatest fan fiction, the greatest accomplishment I'd have ever. Yeah, let's achieved. do it, dude. Please, I'm serious. No, I love that. One hundred percent. One hundred percent. Like after we turn off the mics, we're legitimately writing this. Book. Yes. Well, yeah. Okay. You can just write like like a like a forty page. You, and the people that get them bound, they're never in color, and they're from like. The cheapest little, like, Chinese printing company. <laughs> We're doing this. We're doing this. Let's do it. Can it be like he, he meets the, uh, like, the pin pineapple apple pin guy, gets crossed over into the Minecraft world? Yeah. To help him get out? That's so good. <laughs> and then in the end, they find out that it was just, they had to make a pen pineapple apple They have to pen. go in the crafting thing and put a pin in it. We can't just... <laughs> We can't spoil the story for all Sorry, the well, yeah. Well, you got to read it to to find out. You'll you'll, you'll find out probably what he's saying. A year we'll have. But it you out? can make like in a, year a million about a year. Okay, like Stinky Steve has a bunch of books. The Hero Brian like saves school or shit. They make like twenty of those books. I'm yeah, sure but, they make good money too. Yeah, but we'd only need one to make our to make our stamp to build a legacy. Yeah, our legacy. We only stamp need one. We should at least make it a trilogy. Okay, yeah, okay. because that's that's just. That's just how it is. Should we make the last book in the trilogy like this thousand page, like really well written novel? Not even any pictures. It's just like ten point font. <laughs> you need a mic- were... magnifying glass to read it. Like <laughs> Henceforth, there needs to be a scene where like uh... the jokes on us. We spent like that would mean we spent years writing a book, and then like like thirty people buy it. Know. You know, in the Bible, when Jesus talks, it's in red. When Steve talks, it needs to be. That was red. when God talks. It's in red. Is it? I, I think it's, it's God. It was the best of brines. It was the worst. Of brines. <laughs> That's how the Bible starts. Genesis one. It was the best of brines. It was the worst of brines. I haven't played Minecraft in forever, so I gotta get that gotta Switch get the... version to do some research. We both it's got fun. the Switch version. I've never ever played Minecraft single player. I only played it during beta wow, or really? alpha or whatever. You just make a little house. I made a little you know, church. Like story mode. Yeah, story mode. Oh, I've never done story mode. No, no. I mean like the actual Minecraft game. Like, I, I was such an early adopter that I only played the beta when it was just, like, you go in and craft. Yeah. And then I, there's, like, creepers. I played it when it was, um, my, my friend Connor showed me ages ago when it was, like, it's before they got, like, the light. It had really shitty lighting effects and, like, very basic blocks. It had, like, 20 types of blocks or something. Real, real basic. We're just a couple of Minecraft pioneers. Notch is not going to like this, man. You mean Notch is gonna write? Notch doesn't, like doesn't like me, dude. Doesn't like doesn't like you? No, not anymore. He said he would adopt me. He stopped following me on Twitter. What? Didn't yeah. he purge a bunch of people though? Yeah, I guess so, but he didn't follow me back. Well, if we write this book, we're gonna be in the limelight, and we're gonna be making the millions. So mm. I'll have to buy his mansion from him, <laughs> dude, and his candy room. I'll say, "All oh, his candy's mine now, buddy." Sorry. Yeah. I'll give him like one one Twizzler. Like there you go. Have you been <laughs> Have you been to the candy room, Aaron? Yeah. Is it all Is it all stale candy though? 
Uh, well, supposedly he doesn't even like candy that much. He just wanted a candy room? Well, I think he just wanted the rest of the house, and that just was in there. <laughs> Wait, it came with a candy room? Yeah. No, no, I mean, when he bought the house, I mean, you see, like, the video, through. that's how the house is. That's the house. Oh, okay. He just bought it like that. And he, he outbid, like, Jay-Z for it, right? Yeah, yeah. They should have um, just shared it, Notch and Jay-Z <laughs> together. I mean, they could have done a sick could. MTV show. It was fucking huge. I mean, that house is gigantic. Um, I like the gym. The gym was really cool. I'd love to go. And it had, like, one of those garages where, like, it, like, rotates the car. Wait, Like, what? you, like, drive it into the garage, and then it, like, lifts it up, you know? And then it, like, rotates so you, can, like, po- you can, like, pose the car. This has got to be, like, the 12th podcast we've talked about Notch's mansion on. <laughs> it's got to be. It's great. Am I the only guest who's actually been there? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, Ross, Ross, we talked about it with oh, Ross okay. when Ross was on. Yeah. Ross told us the candy was stale or something like that. Yeah, well, yeah. Yeah, it was the same candy from when he bought it. I mean, I, I don't even candy. think they were accessible when the party was going. Because, like, right next to it was where the fondue area was. So it's like, why would you get this like like shitty runts when you can get like chocolate covered like first class bacon? <laughs> I don't know. You'd see me in the candy room. I do. I think <laughs> everyone would be like out by the pool having a great time, like getting fondue and getting wasted. And then you and I would be in the candy room, like trying out different like Skittles and Twizzlers and shit. Like, oh, try these. Try these. You're good. Trying to ask Notch where the toilets are. <laughs> Got a shit, dude. <laughs> that is kind of a flawed concept, isn't it? Like. Because it, it, it's like this huge stack of candy. You're not going like, to be able to finish. How many people are going to go through all that before it gets stale? It's like aesthetic only. Especially if you're by, if you live in that mansion by yourself, it's like, well, I'm just going to like, I'd make my diet only candy just to finish it off. <laughs> Did he not adopt a bunch of kids to keep him company? Is he really living there like by himself? Yeah. He got a bunch of kids like, all right, I don't have to feed them. Just go eat the candy every day. He gives them each a pail and they go in and like fill it up with candy once a day. It's like a little like pig's trough. They all have to wear a, a Minecraft like character mask or something. Yeah. Notch, if he does listen to this, he's gonna really not like me. Now. Well, think, <laughs> no, because you keep on we keep on talking about him and linking him with Minecraft. We're just like, God damn it! Well, I think with with houses like that, it's like that, that's like a party house, right? Like you throw a bunch that's of parties he, in it. So but he lives there though. Like he actually like that. Yeah, yeah. But then there's like there's like parts of the house that you just like live in. Like there are actual rooms that feel like rooms, and you, okay. you can stay and how, it's chill. How can I get on a list to get to one of his parties? Am uh, I not a reputable know. enough let's play? We, we stopped getting invited to his parties. Does he still have parties? Yeah, he had yeah. A, he had a big party that. Well, it was it was funny because I had a friend who <clears throat> was more important than I am, and he was like, he's like, hey man, you coming to Nash's party tonight? And I was like, oh, there's oh. a party tonight. I didn't know. And then like, it's like I don't care. Does but. it just feel like this sounds like something that would happen in like a high school movie or something? <laughs> well, after at that after that point, I was never invited to any of the parties again. So I don't know. I don't know what I did. What did you do? I don't know. Maybe I. Uh, I don't know. <laughs> Maybe if all three of us write this bestseller, and at the end of we'll get, it, we'll get back. At the end of it, yeah. it goes, uh, special thanks to Notch. Please invite us to your next party. We love you. Let's yeah. write like a little, uh, here, I know we'll do it. Let's, let's write a forward and say it's by Notch, like a forward by Notch. Yeah. And just do it um, as him and just talk about like how much he uh, is really big fans of all of us and how he gave us his blessing to write this book and how... In his mind, this is the only official Minecraft fan fiction. Like, this is canon to Minecraft. Yeah. He's that, gonna, I think that would get us back into the party limelight. You guys, too. <laughs> yeah. He's going to publicly execute us. Back on the invitation list. Come out with this diamond sword and publicly like, You shouldn't us. have made fun of my candy room, boys. Is he How does he sound? I don't know what he sounds like. Oh, he's just like a... No, he gets yep. slight, does he have a di- accent. Does he have a deep That's voice? Game. He's a slight Dutch accent. Swedish, Swedish, Swedish. Oh, yeah, Swedish. I don't know what a Swedish accent yeah. is. That's I mean, he, in 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 person, he's always been very kind to me. Like I don't, I don't really like. I I hold nothing against him. I know funny gags about his mansion and stuff, but like, yeah, he's always been really cool. He came to the office. We played chess. Yeah, he's he a real did smart the dude. Star bomb song. Yeah, that's that's right. Yeah. Um, Wait, he was in a Star bomb song. Yeah, yeah, he was in the Minecraft. Song. He plays himself. Yeah. <laughs> really? Yeah. yeah. Oh, that's perfect. Yeah. Yeah, he's nice enough to do it. I've always heard he doesn't listen to Starbomb. <laughs> oh shit! Sorry, guys. Yeah. Well, no, I don't watch Starbomb. I listen all the time. Then you would it's know my favorite that band. Notch was in one of the most popular Starbomb. Stop songs. it! Stop it! Let's just he's in the poker app too. Let's move on. He was actually on every single song. He just did an impression of me, and it was flawless. <laughs> he's in Notch Sex Party too. It's, yeah, Notch Sex Party. <laughs> <laughs> NSP. <laughs> Huh. Um, but yeah, I mean, I you know, I, I honestly don't remember much from from that party. I think I met Anita Sarkeesian, and and then oh, she I, was at a party we were at too once. Oh, really? Yeah, at a maker party. Wow, 
uh, and I met Zed, and he, uh, I guess, <laughs> the was, musical artist. I guess was yeah. Well, because he was a before he was like super famous. I mean, he might still be now, but he was a fan. Of he, like, he like tweeted out like sequelitis, like no, he was just like, oh, I love sequelitis. Oh, that's awesome. And I was like, well, neat, man. Um, so I I heard he was at that party, so I wanted to meet him and thank him for tweeting about it. And then I met him, and uh, I think he was drunk, and because because I was like, hey man, it's great to meet you, and he's like, yeah. And then he just like started taking like fondue bacon, and I was like, "All right, man, I'll see you later." And then he just like turned around and walked away, and I was like, <laughs> "All right, cool." <laughs> I just I just found out that uh this like musical artist I really like apparently she's a fan of Super Mega because I just realized she follows Super Mega and me and Ryan I messaged her I was like, "Hey, what's her name?" Uh, she's part of this uh like duo called uh Tennyson. It's like an electric duo. She's cool though. I, I was surprised that she likes she likes our funny lesson. Right on. Why, why are you wearing your hat like that's that? That's always very humbling. What? <laughs> you look like a Neanderthal. <laughs> Fuck does that mean? How dare you? <laughs> My favorite shit about wearing like hats all wrong is when it looks like they just take up like too much of your head. So it's like, <laughs> like you just have a giant head underneath there. <laughs> My brain is swollen. Or like when you wear like a hat that's too tight and it pulls your eyes like that, like pulls them back like that. Uh, that's the best shit. That, that's been like my life so far though is because like we're at the we're at the age now where we're like entertaining the kids of the people that we looked up to so like, like there's, Tom been, there's son yeah stuff. there's been so many situations where i've gotten like emails or tweets or like i've even met some and they're like oh yeah my dad's whatever and i'm like oh my god what like that's how i met brian regan at that live show is he, he came uh, down and he was his son was a fan i think that's the f- i think that was the first time like you and I met, I think, was... You guys when, saw him together? Yeah, we all, like, went in a big group and saw Brian Regan at, like... Oh, the, that's right, Chinese, yeah, that is the, the first Chinese time I met you guys. Or something like that, yeah. First time I ever met you, Aaron, was I came to the Game Grumps office, and you came out uh, in a scooter, and you rode your scooter around, and you went back in the room. <laughs> I don't even think I said, hey, I was just, like, here, and I was like, oh, damn. There's, there's Aaron, and you go around a scooter, and you went back. <laughs> that sounds like me. Yeah, and then, um... <laughs> I saw Brian Regan live in Charleston. Dude, this this hat I'm wearing is like cutting out all sound. I, it's like noise canceling. Wow, dude. It's impressive. Hey, man. I couldn't, I couldn't even hear my own voice. That's a dance hat, so I'm, I'm going to tell him that you like you came in it, and then just after he puts it on, he'll be like, this is my hat. And I'll be like, Matt came in that, and he's going to be like, fuck, shit. I'll do, he'll keep it on. I'll be like, no, you It's like I'll be like, like hair gel. You can style his hair all cool. <laughs> I should. I should squirt something in there. <laughs> and then, then just like, like, so he thinks like, it's a yeah, joke. Like, he's like, Matt oh. came in it, and he's like, ah, right. And I'm like, no, seriously. <laughs> inside of it. I'm pretty sure there's still cum in there. And <laughs> just get some like white soap. Just say, no! Just, no! Just say like Matt lost uh, odds are. Yeah, say I lost like a, what are the odds? And I had to come in it. <laughs> I, what, what was that? Uh, I lost a what are the odds once where I had to like, what did I have to masturbate to? I didn't actually end up you going through it. You didn't have to it. do it. What was it? You had to masturbate to, I think, Chris Chan. Oh, yeah, yeah. You had to masturbate to like one of the, the ga- oh yeah, the, the gash. Unclick. The oh, unclick. I lost it at like 100. I didn't, I, I, was, I told him like, Ryan, I can't do that. I'm sorry. So. Luckily, that didn't have to happen. But we had a rule that we that we never followed, which is like if we never did it, you'd have to stick a sharpie up your butt. That, now that just sounds because that's what the two of us. That just sounds really homoerotic. I yeah. know, dude. If, dude, dude, if you don't, you gotta stick this up your butt. <laughs> you, gotta, you gotta stick my finger up your asshole, <laughs> dude. You gotta kiss me on the lips. Dude, I'll, put a, I'll put a condom on, but like you have to, I have to stick my wiener in you. <laughs> Just between my ass cheeks. It's not. It's just part of the joke. Odds, odds are, I actually do it though. Oh, uh, ten. Ten. Sure, you want to go higher? Do ten. It's just it's part of the game, dude. Let's do two, dude. Well, you, because if it, because then it gets done either way. We used to play. So if it was two, uh, if you said the same number, you know, you lost. But if the other person who's challenging you said you said different numbers, they had to do the thing. So if you gave me like a bad challenge, I'd be like two. So now either you or I have to do it. But we don't play like that anymore because it was too unfair. That's not unfair. I think that's fair. I think I think one of the I think the one I laughed the hardest at was we were at a Japanese restaurant with one of our friends and um, Franklin. Franklin, right? Yeah. And he <laughs> he was like, Ryan, what are the odds that uh you have to go into like we're waiting for our food to come? He's like, what are the odds you have to go into the bathroom and masturbate to completion in this Japanese restaurant? And Ryan was like, two. No, no, no. No, I said like 10. No, no, it was, out of, it was out of like 10. Yeah. You lost, and then you were like, all right, what are the odds, Franklin? You do it. And he said out like 100 or something. Yep. And then it said the same number. And he's like, damn it. And he's there with his like fiance. So <laughs> he's like, well, he gets up and leaves and goes into the bathroom. And he's gone for like 15, 20 minutes. 
And and then he comes back. No, no. Then we get a. Then we all get a Snapchat. Yeah, we get a Snapchat of cum inside of the toilet bowl <laughs> to prove that he, he actually it. came. Into he went into this bathroom stall in a Japanese restaurant and masturbated to completion, all because he lost the what are the odds? Like he went through with it. I I was dying of laughter. Like I couldn't finish my food. It was just too funny. <laughs> what if he just came? What if it was just like twenty minutes and then you just feel like. It <laughs> 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 just like runs. It's like blood all over. <laughs> He said, like, another snap. What happened? I don't know! It just fucking happened! I don't know! What do you mean it just fucking happened? I don't know! It just happened! That's just the same fucking thing! The reason, he said, the reason it was so hard for him to come was because, like, he's in a public bathroom, and there's, like, space between the stall, and he'd be like, I'd, I'd get really close, and then someone would walk in, use the bathroom, and I'd just, like, lose it completely. I'd lose my boner, and I'd have to, like, wiggle it around and get it going again. <laughs> you have to slap it. You masturbate in public? No. I'm telling his story. I yeah. never masturbate in public. Neither, neither have I have. I've done it like a million times. Are you kidding me? Yeah, in public. Man. I'm not. I'm not I can't say some of the thing where I've masturbated. You've already mentioned it on the podcast. No, I haven't. Not that one that you're thinking of. No, I haven't. Dude, I'm a jackass. <laughs> no, I haven't. Yes, we've talked no, about I have it on the podcast. Not. No, I have not. I've made sure to not. Ryan, dude, I'm that. telling you, we've talked about that on the podcast. Probably, but I cut it out. Probably. Oh shit. Mm, dude, I'm. I'm okay. Well, because I cut it out. Because okay, basically. <laughs> And I, and I jerked off into. Like <laughs> cum all over my. I once j- I had I, I when I was a kid I would do like sleepovers all the time. Just and, for fun. Uh, well, yeah, like we go over to their house and sleep, <laughs> hang out, and play video games until it was like two in the morning and yeah. we'd pass out and wake up. Um, <laughs> and and so like I had this one friend and he had this cot that he would like roll into his his bedroom room where so I was asleep. There and then one night I just was like I was like oh yeah I just gotta do it and I just like I just jerked like like three feet away from my best friend and, I, and I'm just like oh I fucking can't. And, and, and that was the that was the period where I would just like jo in my underwear <laughs> like whatever and go to sleep <laughs> whatever it's just a little I mean, a little I mean, was, cum never hurt it was, anybody it was like right when I hit puberty and was like able to j- j- jack off so I did that and then um you know I fell asleep and then I woke up and there was just like it was just like stains like all over the sheets and I was like oh no like what do I do and I just like left it and then and then I came it came back that night um and then it was all like made up and it was all pretty again and I was like Uh-oh. oh no the parents knew I jacked off in bed I think they probably think thought I was just like oh no I had a dream about Ellen McPherson. <laughs> I, uh, my my record. Uh, I jailed at the top of a tree once. What? Did I, it, like off the side? Yeah, dude. I was like, like I, I was like in the woods one day back when I was in like I think I was like eighth grade or something. I was like I just got jo. So I climbed like twenty five feet up into a tree and just like sat on like the tallest limb and jo'd. Nice. Yeah. Mom, skip ahead two minutes. One time, <laughs> uh, I was driving home from somewhere at night, and I really and I had a I had a big old boner, guys. <laughs> It was it was a big boner this Dude, time. It changed nice. the size of your penis. <laughs> yeah, like by times point three. <laughs> Anyways, um, so I I stopped on a back road and I and I and I jacked off. So you get murdered. Yeah. Then a cop pulled behind me and his lights came really? on. Really? Yep. But not. <laughs> but I was like, fuck! He caught me masturbating. But he was just. He was just wondering why a car was turned off in front of a stop sign. Just masturbating, officer. (laughs) (laughs) All right. He's like, what's wrong? I'm like, oh, uh, I think uh, my car stalled out. He's like, oh, okay. I got a a J-O-I. I I had a friend in high school. (laughs) (laughs) J-O-I? I had a friend in high school who, uh, uh, he would like, he'd like, Jerk off to uh, George of the Jungle for like he 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 told everyone like his routine. He'd Wait, he it. jerked off to George of the Jungle, the Brendan Fraser version <laughs> of George of the Jungle, because he had dreams about it. He's like, after I had a dream, I just have to do it. Where he'd pull up a picture of like Emma Stone on half the screen, and then like uh, he'd pull up the, a scene from YouTube where it's George of the Jungle, where he's like he's not fighting a tiger, but he's going around like who who to the tiger, and they're like going in circles, and he's like, yeah, I just jerk off to both those things, and everyone would be like. Why, why do you jerk off to Brendan Fraser's George of the Jungle? And he's like, it's just me, man. And he was like really open about it, so I admired that. It was weird. But I think that is something to admire. Yeah, he was oh, very yeah. open with that, he, but uh, he wrote a dream journal. It's me, dude. <laughs> he, wrote, he wrote all about like his dreams about uh, George of the Jungle and jerking off to him, and his mom found it and read it, and she confronted him about it, and he just like admitted everything. So I was like, why didn't you just say that was like as a joke or something? And he's like, I don't know. And then later on, to make matters worse, he's like, he started jerking off with banana peels because he had like a crazy jungle fetish. I, it was weird. 
um, was friends with this guy for like one year in high school, but he had a banana peel and he's like, yeah, I had one in my room, you know, and I was going to jerk off with it. My mom came in, she found the banana peel and she's like, why do you have a banana peel? And instead of just saying I ate a banana, he was like, I'm just going to masturbate with it. <laughs> like, why didn't you just tell her you just ate, finished a banana? He's like, I, I, I froze up. I, I burned my dick with a banana peel when I first tried. <laughs> what? Because like in the in the instructions All the things to burn your dick with. In the instructions online it went just just uh just take a banana peel and throw it in the microwave for like 20 15 or so seconds. 15 minutes. Yeah, to like warm it up to simulate a warm pussy. Um <laughs> and it's a grapefruit. Uh, yeah. But I, I use a banana it's a, peel. It's grapefruit. I'm sorry. Banana peel. But I was reading. I was uh, wiki how. Anyways, um, it burnt my dick and it did not feel good. This other time, I fucked my comforter. <laughs> <laughs> was it comfortable? <laughs> felt very no. comforted. Because <laughs> I was using shampoo and it got in my dick hole and it burnt a lot. I, d- I used. I used. It might have been conditioner, but I'm. I used shampoo to jack off once, and it created all these like lacerations on my God, balls, dude. It was just like nothing. It, it like it got really dry, and then my skin started cracking. <laughs> oh so I had all God. these like, like scars on my balls. And then I remember I had to go to the gym the next day, and I like put on those little shorts. <laughs> and I was like running around doing soccer, and I was like, ah, ah, it, like hurt so much, but I didn't. It's, it's like I couldn't be like I got lacerations on my balls, and so I just had to like deal with it. And I was just like, ah, it hurts. <laughs> I remember uh, that. That reminds me of like when I was in tenth uh, grade. It's like the first time I ever shaved my pubes. And I didn't have a razor, but I found this old, like, rusty-ass razor that was, like, three years old in my bathroom. And I was like, I'll use this. And I didn't use any, like, shaving cream or water, so I just basically ripped all the hair out. And I it, it was just, like, swollen and red and, and bloody, and uh, P.E. was terrible. I'm, I'm really hoping my mom—I'm going to just tell my mom not to listen to this one. Have all of us uh, cut our ball sack while shaving before? Many times. Oh, yeah, of course. And I hate that. Bloody. No, the, if you, you don't use an automatic razor, because yeah. that'll just, like, slice it right in half. Yeah. It's not. It's no fun, dude. It's no fun. It stings. Snow fun. <laughs> you ever played in the snow before? Yeah, dude. I love playing in the snow. Yeah. You know what my favorite part about playing in the snow is? What's that? It's cold. You know what we should do? <laughs> you know what we should do this what? winter? We should we should all rent a cabin. This is your idea. We should rent a cabin. I'll wanna... just go hang out in a snowy cabin just for a weekend. Big right. log cabin up in the mountains where there's snow. It would be fun. Fuck yeah. Get some toboggans. Dude, go to Montana. <coughs> that place is fucking beautiful. Go to where? Montana? Yeah, and cheap. You can get like a, a really big nice cabin for pretty cheap. Oh, Rent it out for a whole week. Montana sounds like a really depressing place though. No, it's beautiful. What do you mean? Hannah Montana. How's oh, that? Oh, yeah, never mind. Sorry. Gotcha. She's was was her Montana. name like 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 Sally Arkansas or something and but Hannah Montana sounded better? It what it started off as something like, dumb like, Lexi, like that. Lexi Lexi Texas or something like that. Something and then they're oh, like Lexi, no, Texas making Hannah Montana. Oh, okay, cool. <laughs> Miley Cyrus. You said that she she, she they tried Miley Cyrus and just wasn't, wasn't good <laughs> enough. Doesn't fit. I don't I don't feel like that's that's what we. She's need. just being Miley, dude. God, dude, I had the biggest crush on her friend. Or uh, what's his name? She was in no no <laughs> the girl from Spy Kids. It's oh, Emily Osmond. Yeah, I was young at the time too. So Who? the one with the the in Spy Kids two, the girl with the ponytails that, that flew. Dude, like she flies with her ponytails. Spy Kids three and pigtails. Two. Pigtails. Yeah, pigtails. Wait, I got a what's her name? Emily, Emily Osmond. Osmond. Emily Osmond. I gotta look that up. Uh-oh. Emily Osmond. Well, I want to see who your crush was. She was I, one of my crushes. I had a crush on uh, one of the one of the Care Bears when I was like four. <laughs> what? Yeah. Which one? Oh, she's cute. Emily Osmond. Oh, she's really cute. Dude, you don't, know, don't duck away from this, Aaron. Which Care Bear? What? It was what? the one with the heart on his chest. I don't Aww. know. I'm going to go buy one now. Let me look up Care Bears. You know my first like major crush was? Was the girl from Spy Kids 3D Game Over the one like in the purple suit that uh was, the like, rainbow the, the one with the rainbow, <laughs> the Care Bear with the rainbow? Yeah, <laughs> were you just looking up just to make sure? Yeah, that's like that's well, like the, the pink beginning one. of a of a furry you know fur affinity. Dude, that fucking era that I came up with was like breeding furries. This era is with Zootopia and shit. Oh, oh hell yeah! But like, that, dude, I I fucking that um one? yeah that one Aww, yeah that's cute, dude. It's a pink one um yeah, but, oh, what the fuck it. All the uh, uh, the Space Jam, Bugs Bunny's girlfriend. Oh, damn, dude. So hot. Don't even get me started. Don't even get me fucking red. Dude, the, the girlfriend in the in a goofy movie? Yes. Okay. Tell me about that. So hot. Tell me that and get a little something. I was weird when I was young, and any character that had like a beauty mark, like a mole, I was like, oh. <gasps> like you were scared of it? Yeah, I was like, mm. I, remember, I, I had a huge mole on my face until I was like 
in high school. I remember mm-hmm. watching the first moment I ever had like 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 pain, like crotch stimulation was like from watching something was the the uh, Tiny Toons the summer vacation because there's like a there, there's like a, a moment of like romance between Bugs and Babs. And it's and it's like, it's like yeah, and, and I think she's wearing like a bikini or something, and I was just like, oh my god! It's, it's strange. I actually remember the first time of my crotch stimulation. It was to a Pink song. Whoa, really? <laughs> yeah, I was in the I was in the car, just like probably in the back seat or something when I was a little boy, and uh, this Pink song came on. It's it, what's it's the one where it's like, and you'll be kissing my ass. What's that one? I'm coming out, so, so you, you better, better get, get the party started. started. And when she said I'm kissing coming. my ass, I like pictured like. She wants me to kiss her ass like a sexual thing. I was like, whoa. Whoa. <laughs> Damn. How exciting. Let's kiss on, her butt. Let's get her on the podcast and you can tell her that. Yeah. Hey, Maybe hey. I could kiss her butt. She'd be like, cool. Like, wow. Where's my Coke? Would she be offended if like I wrote her like a paragraph explaining like how it You would... awoken to me sexually. Yeah. She awoken me sexually and I would like to to close to to make it a nice story to just to kiss her butt. Like I would I I'm formally inviting you. Like please. Come over. I know you're in LA. It'd be like a. It's one of those like like, like five page emails. Like, <laughs> dear Pink. <laughs> I'm just I'm just picturing. There's there's people out there like that. There are 100 people that write out those there. letters. Yeah. yeah, like in all in all seriousness. What do you think about that? I remember the only letter I ever wrote to a famous person was to Rachel Lillis, who was the voice of I think she was Misty and Jesse in the original Pokemon dub. Wait, she did both voices. I think so. Oh wow. Um, and she was like also Jigglypuff, I think. Um, but anyway, I wrote her a letter and I sent her like Pokemon cards and I was just like, I want to be a voice actor. Like, yeah, I had to be like 11 or something. Um, and then I, I, I sent that and she responded and it was her. Wait, she actually responded. Yeah. And it was like this whole, I think I still have the letter. Did she she send you back the cards or did she keep them? She was like, voice acting is so, she kept the cards and she was like, thanks for the cards. I have a Pokemon collection and they're added to my thing. But, um, she, she was just like, really, she was like, you should be a voice actor. It's fun. And like, this is, you got to get an agent. And I was like, wow. I like that story. My, my story is fucking the first celebrity or the only celebrity I've ever written a letter to was what's his name. He was on like, he was, he's like the superhero guy on Nick. On Nicktoons or whatever, on Nickelodeon, he was like the cartoon kid. No, he was like a real oh, life slime kid. slime guy or whatever. Yeah, his name was. yeah. what's his name? <laughs> slime guy, Slimer, what's, Slime guy, Nickel. I'm gonna find out his name. He's a superhero on Nickelodeon. What's wow. his name? It's this guy. Who is he? Yeah, dude. <laughs> I wrote a letter to him and I was like, oh, I would love what to be he? slimed. What the fuck? I've never seen that guy. You've never uh, seen he was him. Was, dude. That was past my time. Yeah, it was. What is his name? <laughs> Lil Jade, oh Pick Boy, his name was Pick Boy. Pick Boy, oh, because he was like Booker's. Yeah, because this says Lil JJ and Pick Boy talk during the kickoff of Nickelodeon Slime Across. Wait, so America. you wrote him a letter? I wrote a letter. So it's slimy. Just because I really wanted to be a contestant on one of the shows. Oh, gotcha. You never got a reply. No. I would love to go on like uh, Jeopardy or Wheel of Fortune. One of the, like, if there's any way I could get on one of those shows, like any connections, I would fucking love to go on one of those shows. Test my skills in Jeopardy. I love Jeopardy, dude. Geo party? I did a geo party test the other day, and I got like half the shit right. Really? Yeah. Wow. I, I love Jeopardy. Maybe you should do it. I don't know how to apply. And also, they put me with I some think, like Harvard. Google, how do I apply for Jeopardy? But like my my one of my best friends' dad won on Jeopardy and Wheel of Fortune. Even because the thing is, like, even if I lose, I still get some money, right? I don't know. I don't Fuck. think so. I get to kiss Alex Trebek. An though. appearance fee. Now, who's that one show host who likes to kiss? The contestants. Oh, that was the Family Feud guy. It's weird. From like the the seventies or something. Not, did not anything ever happen with him? I no. don't know because it was like, I mean, obviously the girls were like, uh, uh, but like at the time it was just kind of like, oh, what a quirky guy, you know? Have you seen that like Russian? Oh, but like, there's the time where it's like, God, oh, just give me a fucking kiss. Like, yeah, it just came across like that. Just give me a kiss. Well, it was always like the kids too. That's what was so creepy about him. Yeah, because he would like he would like kiss the wives, but then he would also kiss like the little girls. And then it was like, he's like, come on, give me a kiss. What do you do? There's like, there's like that famous clip of him, and she's like, won't. And he's like, it's really like, come on, give me a kiss. What if I told you you're not gonna win if you don't give me a kiss? <laughs> or a good kisser. He says that. Yeah, it's, it's pretty weird. fucked up. It's real, um, real weird. I but, like a uh, MTV. I saw an ad recently. MTV is looking for people in the Southern California area for like a new dating show, 
And I'm like, <laughs> should I apply? Yes. Should I go on? Oh, yeah. Because the thing is, like, I'd, I'd want to do, like, None of those act. are fucking real. It's a I reality TV is the most fake thing ever. I just want to go act, like, really awkward. You, you just, should. Like, they a... would love that. Do you just go do there you as a they... character. Like, go there with that, do that, what's that? Yeah, like that. <laughs> sucked in face. Wear, like, a fucking, like, the nut job shirt or something. <laughs> like, take her on, like, the worst day possible. Dude, I mean, the weirder you are, the fuck. Has he ever told you about the when I first met Maxine on the, um, the dance show I did? No. Dance showdown? I was so like you know they brought her and I really did meet her on camera for the first time, and uh, you know we like chatted and then afterwards they did the little on the fly which is they just interview you about what just happened, um, they just point a camera in your face, <clears throat> and they, and they were like what do you think about Maxine and I was like oh she seemed really nice and like I think we'll get along just fine and um, you know she seems like kind of nerdy and she's got a good sense of humor and, and they were like yeah but like what do you think of her and I was like I I don't I thought she was cool I don't know what and, she, and she's like. Didn't you think she was hot? And I was like, "Yeah, but I'm not going to say that. You know, I'm, I'm not going to give you that footage." So they wanted the sound clip of you going, "Man, yeah. she's hot." Yeah. Um. So oh, and then was... they were just like, "All right, moving on." And oh, just, like, on. What? Yeah. Um. I which love... I thought, like, see, I was like, "All right, I'm not winning this," <laughs> but apparently, I won. So. Was, I'm so thank proud you. of you. Yeah. I would love to go like on a fucking like bachelor show, just like all those hunks and then me. Do it, dude. I watched a what's that MTV show? I watched Parental Control. Oh, Parental Control. <laughs> yeah. I love that show. Did you ever see that? That was a that was a shitty era of MTV, but it had like great trash. <laughs> it was like know. it was trash, but it was great trash. They had like Teen Mom, um, Parental Control, uh, Teen Mom before it got like super popular. Yeah, and then they had that like <laughs> what was that like date show where they like match two people up and it would be oh, dude, Parental was, Control. Was wasn't it just called Blind Date? Yeah, Blind, blind Date. Yeah, yeah. I would God. I, after we finish this, I really want to go start applying for like just these like game shows and like you TV do it. shows. You should I would do love it. to go on. You would definitely win money. I just want to be like a nervous wreck on like a dating <laughs> show. <laughs> just make myself vomit. <laughs> 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 you yeah. should intentionally piss yourself. Oh God. I'm just scared that like if they realize I'm fucking with them, they're like they'd like use my worst shots and like try to fuck with me back in a bad then way. Then how does that then how do you lose? Because that's exactly what you want. Right? Well, maybe they, they just like, want something to make a better show. That's true. That's true. They just want like weird shit. So I'm sure if I like did a character, or whatever, they go along with it. They'd be like, whatever. Oh, yeah. I had a remember a uh, real life, not not real life. Um, true life. Yes. Yeah. Where it's like true life. I'm a gamer. So a friend of mine in high school, they made this fake rap group and auditioned like just these really white guys, and they accepted them for the show, and they did the pre filming and everything for it. They were gonna come to my high school and like follow them, but uh, for some reason they backed out of it. They, uh-huh. they were going to have a whole episode at our high school. It's like, and they were like post- I'm a rapper? Yeah, yeah, yeah. He wants to be a rapper, even though he didn't. And there were posters around our school saying, like, hey, on these dates, MTV will be here filming um, uh, True Life. And everyone was, like, freaking out. And then, like, they backed out. I guess they got scared or MTV, like, canceled or something. But I was excited for it. I thought it was going to be Bummer, really dude. That would have been fucking fun. They were going to let me, uh, like, hang out with them that day. I was going to act, like, really white and stuff. <laughs> so, wait. Sorry to change subjects because we were just talking about uh, good, good game. Is that the name of the show? Yeah, good game. I'm just curious, just like how, what is it like to just be on set and have to memorize lines and shit like that? Because I think that's one of the, that's probably one of my worst things is memorizing lines for a sketch. It's probably more like you probably get into it like after a while, like a rhythm. Yeah, it's a bit like a muscle. Like the first couple days, it was tough. Um, the the first day that we filmed, I had a scene where um I had a conversation with. <laughs> another character and then I had like this small monologue it was like three or four sentences Mm -hmm. Um, but it was so hard to remember that and I kept messing up and you know but you just you just get used to it and our schedule was particularly aggressive so I don't think most people had that kind of pressure on them when they're doing TV but like it was it was literally like we would get you know 12 pages of sides and I'd have to remember you know a ton of lines every day and then we'd throw that out and then do the next day and so what i would do was i would um when we finished filming we would get the sides for the next day that were printed out for us and then i would catch an uber home and then in the uber i would go over my lines um and the way i did it it was something that uh the dude that was in the show michael ornstein taught me was um uh you record yourself doing the whole thing and then every time your line comes up you snap so oh. so it's like Pavlovian almost. Mm-hmm. So and then you listen to it over and over and over again, and then you record a different version it's like a where it's, it's the same exact thing, but you don't say your lines; you just leave room in. So um, once you listen to it over and over and you get it, then you play that version where it's like somebody said, "Oh, blah blah blah," blah and then you just hear, 
and then you say your line. Oh, that's awesome. And then it keeps going and going. So that's how I memorize my lines. And it, it, I got really good at it after like the fourth day. And then every day it was just like it was no problem. Yeah, because like I when I when I did I did a lot of plays when I was a kid. Um, and back then it's like looking back, I, it's weird because I never got stage fright back then. I was the main character of uh, Best Christmas Pageant Ever. And that play was like over an hour long and you'd have to memorize all your lines and do it all on the spot. Mm-hmm. And it'd be audience of like 600 people. And like I would never be nervous or anything. Now as I've gotten older, I get terrible stage fright. But like back then I just didn't get it. And it's just yeah. a rhythm. Like the more you practice, it just gets easier to like yeah. memorize lines faster. And and plus w- I had a really good crew too. Like the entire cast was awesome. So bef- if we had a group scene or even if we had small scenes, we had a couple rooms on the sides that we were just... No, like we'd be like, you want to run lines, and everyone would be like, yes. So we just go and we'd run lines with each other, and we, it was just a nice camaraderie. So it felt like we sort of had each other's back. Because I think that I think the thing about like messing up your lines is that you're wasting everyone's time. But yeah, that's it, the it, that's the pressure that would get to me is like everyone's just now just like come on, yeah, along, which that can make go. you mess up even more. Yeah, yeah. So when when we sort of go over lines and we realize we have each other's backs, then it's sort of there's less pressure and it makes it easier and. It also makes it easier to like improvise because then it's like, oh, I just felt the scene already, so now I know, you know. Were what there some I can like do. improvisational like? Oh yeah, there moments. was tons. There was tons. Um, lots of improv. It, fucking, there, there's a, there's a there's a scene in one episode where somebody lies about that they have cancer. Yeah. She's like, I have cancer, and then and then uh, Ornstein, who plays Lorenzo on the show, just like laughs, <laughs> and then he's like, oh, and he makes a face like, I'm sorry, I didn't mean to, la-. and it's like so funny, and that was completely improvised. He just he just felt it out, and it was just great. I love uh, just um, I guess environments where you can feel like you have to memorize the lines and like get the main stuff across first, but like gives you the room to kind of try out stuff or just see yeah, that's what awesome. Works. Mm-hmm. Um, but it, one of the things about, um, being on set that's the worst is just a, a lot of hurry up and wait, just like you're just waiting around and there's nothing to do. And it's like, you could go over your lines, chat with people, whatever. But then like once, all right, we're all set up and it's like, okay, fuck. And then you have to like go in and it's like, all right, don't waste time. Let's fucking do this. Let's nail it. You know, I've, I've only been on like an actual film set once and it was before I moved out here. Guys, in case you didn't know, I'm Mr. Hollywood over here. Yeah. Oh, oh, I was in a scene with Danny McBride on what? HBO's Vice Principals um, where I was hitting on his daughter and he came up to me, told you, me to get you, out of here. You had a line? I didn't have a line. Oh. Okay. I just, uh, so they still paid me, but um, it was you like, didn't, you didn't get you in like, like what, a full second of a shot? Yeah. I mean, like, well, like, you could see my back, but then there's like a shot <laughs> where it's like me and Danny McBride. And I'm kind of covered up and then he tells me to go away and I walk away. But it took like, three and a half hours just to shoot that one little part. Yeah. It takes forever mm-hmm. just setting stuff up. It was cool yeah. being on what, set, though. What about it is the part? Is it just them setting up everything? Yeah, it's it's them. Up. They got to set up all these yeah. people with, like, things to bounce light. Um, they put, like, a can... Like, we were outside, and they put a whole canopy over you, like a clear canopy. Yeah. They yeah. put all these mics. There's, like, a million guys with lights. There's uh, They got to, like, bring trailers in and set up cameras, and then... Because I remember, like, NSP, like, crazy. There, there was a lot of that, like, setting up and then waiting and then, like, shooting. Yeah, NSP had a legit right shoot. For, like, Cool Patrol? Yeah. Well, the the, the issue with um, filming something that's, like, narrative is, is you know, you got to... The art director, Danny, was is, is an editor director. So he was, like, editing on the spot in his head. So, so he had a lot of really cool um, ideas for like how to go between shots, but he wanted a lot of coverage of certain things so that he could play with it. Yeah. So um, a lot of that is like, you know, you're doing one scene, but then there's, you know, many different angles, like at least three different angles of like one scene. And then, you know, it's like you want to get the wide, so you do the whole scene in the wide, and then you want to get like the the mid shot, so you get the whole scene in the mid shot, and then and you, you want them together. And then you want coverage of like this character and this character and this character, so you have to get coverage of those, and so you're doing the same scene over and over and over and over and over again. But um, the setup is because they gotta adjust the lights for, yeah. for the different. Gotta move everything around, stuff. unplug shit, plug it back yeah. in. And, and then the, what's worse is like like there's like a tennis court scene, and it's just it's the whole. Where, where people are where the monitors are and base camp they call it mm-hmm. um that's like a whole thing with tents and, and and everything and then they shoot one angle and then when they swap to the other angle they have to move all that shit to the other side of the tennis court so that they can shoot the other side and it doesn't look like there's anybody there yeah so that's what takes so long 
I, I also like heard that like memorizing lines is difficult at first, but also like what people don't think about is like also the choreography of a scene. Yes. Like the blocking, blocking of yeah. a scene. Yeah. Like that also takes up a good bit of brain space as you're trying to say your lines. Yeah. There's like multiple things going on at once instead of just yeah. trying to memorize those yeah, lines. Yeah, it's because it's not like you're just not memorizing what to say. You're memorizing like where to be that moment, like yeah. as if it's a moment in life and you're jumping into that moment. You got to do everything correctly yeah like if you're like even making a sandwich in the scene you gotta focus on just like making a sandwich and remembering your lines and all that shit I don't yeah know. Just, yeah it just becomes second second nature after a certain point because you're just doing it so much it's like it's kind of like what you said i guess about live shows because like at first i guess people would get nervous but then you do it over and over and over again it become it kind of becomes a rhythm just yeah. easy and i guess that's what works with memorizing lines and stuff oh yeah 100 percent. still does it still doesn't help the just kind of nerve-wracking yeah like my nerves if I were to ever do something like that. Stage, stage fright is a, uh, she's an evil little lady. Yeah. Well, that's usually why they start with the wides. Like the first shot that we do is almost always the wide because the performance is probably going to be the, the worst. Weakest, yeah. Um, so we, the wides are almost never used. They just use for coverage, uh, in case something goes wrong or whatever, or if they want a wide for comedic effect or something. Yeah. Um, so we do the close-ups last because it's like that's when you really nail it and you know the scene so well. Yeah. And, um, although sometimes there were times in the wide where it was just like spontaneous and cool, and then by the end it was just kind of like exhausting. Uh, but yeah, you, did you ever talk about the live shows on on the podcast? Yeah. Uh, after we did the uh, live show, we uh, we talked about it on the podcast. Talk about bit. how you felt. Yeah, we did actually. How it went? Very. It was. It was very. It was nerve wracking, but I mean, I had a good time. I'd do it again, but more of a podcasty setup. I like, guess. Like more organized. Yeah. Yeah. More like uh, more structure, more bits, yeah. I guess. More chunks of uh, like planned stuff as opposed to just going on stage and just be like, ah, oh, uh, well, um, because you and I kind of planned the first. I guess 15 minutes. Not even. We we said like let's just start with this topic, move on to this one and then see where it well, goes. Well, we well we started out with a bit and then like how we could transfer that bit into this topic. Yeah. And then we were just thinking of how we could um start like smoothly transition from one thing to another. Because like mm-hmm. once then you're hopefully in a conversation, eventually it would yeah. kind of just build momentum. Cuz once you get in a conversation, it's like then you're just getting a rhythm and things come up cuz like for instance, this podcast, we came in with zero topics to talk about. Started with sandwiches. Started with sandwiches cuz you just said, "What's your favorite sandwich?" And then we started talking about and somehow got into a lot of jerking off. And yeah. Now we're talking about serious acting. Well, um, I just want to say that it was a great show. I'm not blowing smoke up your ass. It's blowing smoke right up my asshole. Um, and I, it, it it's seriously impressive that you guys had no plan because it never felt slow. It never felt um, like you didn't know what you were doing. And it's a real testament to how talented you guys are oh, because it you. was it was entertaining all the way through. Like. In in the heat of the moment, you guys really pulled it off. So I think in, with with a lot of, I mean, not even with a lot of, with a little bit of planning, it could be a thousand times what what that was because of just how capable you guys are. Oh, thank you. Yeah, it's just the nerves right before, like it's like oh uh, yeah, the night, the I, night right before, before you step on stage, it's just like. Uh, and but then, dude, I then mean, you I'll, just throw yourself out there. I mean, I'm sure that that's natural, but also. It it's nerve wracking not knowing what you're gonna do, you know. Like yeah. you just oh, walk yeah. on a stage and it's just like, uh, like if you know what the show is, that's like a huge weight off. Like I, when we first started doing Game Grumps live shows, I remember the first show that we did at the Hollywood Improv, I I was like shaking, like I didn't know because what I didn't know what we were gonna do. We had just like a kind of plan, yeah. Um, but now that like, was a great show. I, now I just like. I'm just checking my watch. I'm like, is he done yet? Can I go on? Can I go on? Okay, cool. And then I just walk out, you know, like it's just, you just get used to the rhythm of it. Like, would you say like in terms of like nerves, would you say you're like fully comfortable now with live shows? Yeah. You just walk on stage and it's just like, you're not even nervous. No, not at all. I've been out of time the past few times you've actually had a live show. I need to go to another one. Do you know when y'all are doing anything again? Uh, well, so we're, we have these shows in one in Oxnard and one in Irvine. It's like outs- weird, outside weird of, places. yeah, because they're small tester shows. Okay. Cause we are testing a new format where, um, cause yeah, one where you're not completely garbage. Oh shit. We I'm just, sorry. we just don't want to go to the same, <laughs> <I'm> sorry. <laughs> we just don't want to go to the same locations and do the same show. Yeah. Yeah. Cause it's a, uh, it's a bit of a, like a, once you've seen it, you've already seen it. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, there's a lot of improvisation to it, but, um, it's just kind of like. Oh, okay, I get it. Yeah. Um, 
so we wanted to do a new format to to go to you know New York again and do another LA show again in Florida and stuff. I've never been to New York. I still need to go to New York. New York's sometime. awesome. It's it's real dirty, but it's it's cool. I hate New York. I'm, I'm gonna try, I like going for a day. I want to try their uh, Chinese food and pizza. I've had Chinese food yeah, in Chinatown. Good. It's pretty good. Pizza's good. I've not. Had... I haven't tried the Chinese food. I never thought about that. I went to Chinatown and I got these crazy good soup dumplings. Oh shit! Yeah, Chinatown is honestly not that uh, entertaining in New York City. I thought it'd be a lot cooler. It's not. Oh. It was so Little Tokyo. You would say is better. I think Little Tokyo is better than Chinatown. I need to go back to Little Tokyo soon. I love in, going there. In here? Yeah. yeah. Oh, I love Little Tokyo. Here. I love Little Tokyo too. It's a. Uh, get, I get bothered by that guy that pretended to stab me in the back of the head, but I other than that, he's cool. I haven't seen Arthur for the longest time. Oh, Have fuck. you? Arthur Nakane, the little guy in the wheelchair that plays the. Like oh a one man yeah. Band. I haven't seen him for months. I haven't been there in a while, so Why I feel like I saw him there, there recently. Re- recently, yeah. Okay, good. He was there within the last. Has a concern for his health. I am. No, he's so Cause, sweet because I love him. He played me a song and put my name in it once. He was oh, like really? on America's Got Talent. Yeah, he was. was he got really far too. Yeah, he has a Wikipedia page about himself. Wow, it's clear that like someone that he knows wrote it. <laughs> <laughs> what an accomplished, beautiful man. He's so sweet though. He's like his piano is like. Like he's the most likable guy on the planet. Like you just yes. walk and you're like, "What is this guy?" And he's like, "Hello, welcome." And you're like, "Oh, cool." He just wants to have fun and wants people to be having fun. Yeah. He wants to include you. And he lo- you can tell he loves doing it. Well, like, cuz he just has a great time. Every time he was on America's Got Talent, every performance he did, it, I, I remember he would talk about it. He's just like, "I just love sharing happiness with music." And it's like, "Yeah." Dude, get him on Guest Grumps. Cool. Just give him to play like a little like make him have him redo the Game Grumps theme song. <laughs> Well, it was what was amazing about him on that show was like he's such a one trick pony, right? Like the the he plays every all the instruments. Yeah, it's just him. But every time they had a new performance, he he like added stuff and he would like make it different. And and it was always like, oh shit, he added that. Wow, that's pretty impressive to do that. Well, um, which like, is why he lasted so long. Not only that, it's just the um, I guess pure ambition that he has because I. I don't want to go on record saying this is exactly what happened, but I think he had a stroke. Yeah, he fell and, down yeah, in okay, the shower. He, okay, he fell down and or he something got happened. paralyzed like his legs or something. And something happened also with his hands because he wears gloves, but he still continues to do what he wants to and loves. And he's like, I don't know. I, I think about the situations that I could be in. I figure like what what happens one day if, you know, uh, I lose my side or I get put in a wheelchair. Well, like they, I feel like I'd just be taken down, but like I have a lot of, um, respect for people who go through tragedy like that and still push through to continue to do what oh, they yeah. like. Because I like he loves doing that, and like I, I think that someone drops him off in the morning and they come and pick him up and load his wheelchair back into the van at the end of the day. Wow, it's pretty cool. He's yeah. my favorite part of Little Tokyo. Like he's the I, like, I've, you'll, you'll I've just been like, so sad not having seen him for. I've probably haven't seen him in almost a year. <sighs> That's so sad. You hear his like twangy little keys in the distance. Yep, because his piano like. It's a really old piano. Yeah, he hasn't keyboard. updated it. And then, like all the instrument packs are like really like late eighties, early nineties, yeah. like m- MIDI sounding. Like <laughs> so fun. I love that guy. I like when he goes cho. Like he's like really fast, yeah. like high pitched. He's he does some good Japanese songs he, too. One thing you can say is just it's unique. I, yeah, I love that. Yeah. I, I love him for that. Puts a little smile on my heart. My least favorite thing about Little Tokyo is the, all the the homeless people that come up to you and annoy you while you're waiting in line for sushi. Oh my god! They yeah. do more than like annoy you. That's like putting it a bit. Uh, yeah, it's being nice. Remember, like they'll the... come up and push you and stuff mm-hmm. for no reason. I remember uh, this woman came up and she like tried to look all real sweet and she's like, "Y'all got any money?" And I was like, "And I didn't. All I had was card." I'm like, "Sorry, all I've got is card." She goes, "Fuck you!" And just like walked off. I was like, "All right." And she smelled like uh, urine and feces. Wow. Real bad. And then there's there's two guys always on meth. The guy that takes his shirt off, drenched in sweat, and he just he looks like an angry NPC in a video game that's like <laughs> set on a loop to just like walk around angrily. And he walked up behind me, pretending to stab me in the back of the head. He's like, bah! and then I just walked off. And I was like, wow, that was fun. Wasn't wasn't one time like uh, Susie like some guy tried to open up her car door or something like because Little Tokyo is right by Skid Row, like Little Tokyo or something. Oh god, I think, I think like she, she tweeted did, about I think it or she something. Did say that. Yeah, because it, it's right by Skid Row, so a lot of the people, uh, if they do, like, meth or something, they'll get high and they'll, like, bleed over and then just... And the police, like, in Little Tokyo, the police in L.A., like, just don't give a shit about that stuff. 
They're just like, yeah. eh. I think it's just like a huge part. Like, there's so many. There's, but it's the there's exact so same much people in Little do, Tokyo. In Little Tokyo, it's the same, like, three or four people. Well, just like with time. us in our alleyway, it's with the me? same people. And they don't care. Like, they'll see me and they'll be like, get, just go. Mm. Stop throwing shit and yelling. Just go. Some guy took a dump in the alleyway recently. I saw him hide behind trees, pull down his pants, and squat. And I was like, okay. I just nice. want to, I, I always want to just, like, stop and talk with them about their story. And he shit. does. So, some, I, I, I have a conversation with, like, a lot of them. Like, most of them are well, yeah, really a, cool to talk to. Smoker. Yeah. He has the weirdest conversations. He's had, like, one guy was telling him, like, you know why Hitler did what he did, right? It's because they killed Christ. And he was avenging him. <laughs> and Ryan's like... Yes, just think about that. Why like, he did what he did. I'm like, okay, think about it. Okay? No. Think about it. That's when you're like, okay. I gotta go. <laughs> he caught one of our homeless friends jerking off. Yeah. Oh, nice. But he's a nice, uh, his name's Naeem. He's actually really nice. I didn't mean to catch him. I felt bad for him. He's a very nice man. He's super nice. Like, he, uh, we, at first we called him push-ups because one day I just turned into the alleyway and he was doing push-ups. I still call I him like, push-ups. Who is this man? <laughs> but, his uh, name's Naeem. He has a hoverboard now. I saw him with a hoverboard the other day. Oh, wow. That's Put it in a shopping cart and he rides it around. Yeah, they, they all have like, they all have interesting kind of stories and just, I guess, little, uh, what would you call it? A little, uh... It's like an eclectic group of characters. Yeah. They all have their little lessons. Their little lessons? They do. Except they for all, Ming. They all, like, they'll try to, like, give me advice in certain ways or not and not stuff Ming. like that. Not she Ming. M- Ming. Ming is legitimately, she's just impossible to talk to. She's just not there. She's scary. I had a dream she so... attacked me. I talked about that on the last episode of the podcast where she dug her fingers into my abdomen. Well, like, if, you, if you're in a conversation with her and you're not talking and she has nothing to say, she'll just... Yeah, she does that creepy stare where it's like, just are you stare about at to you, and then I'll be like, my neck. I literally said, I, I, I had to like stop. And I'm like, what are you doing right now? She goes, ha, you gotta cry. Remember that? I <laughs> yeah, told her. She yeah. asked me if I was gonna cry, <laughs> and then she asked me. She, I've said this before, she but she does meth once, right? Yeah, she asked me for meth, and I said no. And then she asked me for weed, and I said no. And then she asked me for a cigarette, and I said yes. That's why she keeps coming back to you. Mm-hmm. Dude, it's, yeah, it's like feeding the cats. They'll they'll beg if you. But it's like it's like what's a like what does she have that makes her feel like a cigarette? Nothing. A cigarette You're probably makes her feel. Her lung cancer. She feels like a brand. She's homeless. What, what does she care about lung cancer? Does she think she wants to be the healthiest person in the world? She's just trying to live life and whatever she needs. That's why she's always to dancing, happy. dude. She's trying to burn calories. <laughs> she's got that Zumba shit going on. She has it memorized. <laughs> she's sassy, dude. She'll like she'll be like. <laughs> She's super out, like, sassy. Like, Three a.m. She'll she, be yeah. in the, the middle of the intersection. She'll be and like just... this. She'll like she'll like do this and be like, "That oh, is it, yeah, oh, that's yeah. it." Yeah, she'll do some sassy poses and she'll start yeah. screaming at the top <laughs> of her lungs. <laughs> Wake me up when September ends. But uh, <laughs> nice. But guys, uh, this has been a wonderful podcast. Thank you so oh, much, Aaron, over. for coming on. Thank you, Aaron. You can find him at Ego Raptor on Twitter or at. Game Grumps on YouTube. That's his channel. Yeah. Or soon to be an author of a a co-author of a Minecraft fanfic. I'm mm-hmm. super serious. Yeah. I don't know if you guys are joking I'm, and keeping I'm it going it. strong, but I'm I would legitimately it. do that if you guys are down. Also, yeah. uh, real quick, just like to say, uh, as the time is coming out, you have one more day to grab our Supreme Mega shirt. So that goes away tomorrow. But Aaron, thank you for coming on. Uh, give you, I'm gonna, can I give you a kiss? No. All right. Well. Um, see you guys next week for episode 56. Uh, you can get it on YouTube on Thursday and on iTunes and elsewhere on Saturday. So, uh, Aaron, would you like to end it? No. Okay. Stop texting, Aaron. Aaron, come on, dude. Just let us finish. Come on, dude. Okay, that smells out. What's going on? Dude, oh my god. <laughs> I'm sorry. Did you fart? I did, I'm sorry. Nice. Dude, nice. Dude, nice.